there's two huge Week 18 games with playoff implications in the NFC. Seahawks, Rams, Packers, Lions. The Lions, after their massive win today, get in with a win and a Seahawks loss. The Seahawks can get in if the Lions win and they win. And the Packers, well, they're in with a win because they have the tiebreaker over Seattle based on their conference record. We're going to look back on all of the day's actions so far. I'm delighted to say that joining us from Gridiron, Michael McQuaid, Simon Clancy. Gentlemen, how are we? Very well, Will. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good morning, Mike. Will. Morning, morning, morning. All feeling fresh as a daisy after after New Year's Eve, I hope. I mean, I know Simon spent the whole thing just uh, watching bowl games. I was watching college football, unlike somebody I could mention who spent 300 euros in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I even had to FaceTime him at the end of the Michigan TCU game so that he could see it, joined by a rowdy group of Irish friends all chucking beer at the TV. I mean, what a night to miss, those two classic games. And I've seen somebody said that the NFL has never had Will games as exciting as that. Did they miss the Bills Chiefs game last year? Yeah. Or, I mean, oh, was... I mean, all 49ers, Raiders about <laughs> 20 minutes ago. Like, exactly. Uh, right, it wasn't quite there in terms of, but it was pretty close in terms of action. And, and yeah, certainly got my, my heart going on uh, on January 1st. But let's go back and let's look at the games from earlier today. Some really big results. And, and Simon, I hate to start off with this, but let's look at the AFC playoff race. Mm. Miami losing to New England means New England really have a shot next week. Miami have gone from 8-3 and three to 8-8. To eight and eight, And we don't know who's going to be playing quarterback next weekend at this point. How are you reacting to all of this as a Miami fan? God, how long have we got? I mean, it's, it is, it <laughs> about, is massively... About 25 minutes till uh, Steelers-Ravens starts. So yeah, it's massively disappointing. Yeah, you may as well just let me go. It's, I mean, it's massively disappointing. I mean, it, look, there, there is plenty of blame to go around. Um, you know, when you're down to your third string quarterback, your seventh round rookie quarterback, you're down to your fifth left tackle. Um, Kendall Lamb started the game today, who was signed by the Dolphins onto the team this week and hadn't started a game since October of last year. You know, you've got, you're missing your five best defensive backs or set five of your six best defensive backs uh, and sort of working out with the Miami media earlier on, probably seven of the best 10 players on the roster weren't playing today. So, you know, injuries do play a factor, but let's not beat about the bush. The Dolphins came into December at eight and three and they they were beaten and played badly against the 49ers. They were beaten and played worse against the Chargers. They played well against the, the Bills and could have won, but but didn't. They were, you know, 20 to 10 up against the Packers and, and blew it with three fourth quarter interceptions. And they were terrible today against the, the Patriots. They just can't get off the field. And all of a sudden that luster that looked over Mike McDaniel, who I wrote a glowing piece about for Gridiron Magazine when they were eight and three, and they've not won a single game since I put pen to paper. Um, uh, you know, it's it, it doesn't look good. Now it's out of their hands. They need the Patriots to lose next week to Buffalo and they need to beat the Jets. Like you say, nobody has any idea who's going to start a quarterback. Will it be Skylar Thompson? Reports are that Teddy Bridgewater broke a finger um, after being x-rayed after the game. Is Tua back? Jay Glazer reported before the game he didn't think the Tua was going to be back until the playoffs should Miami make it. But, I mean, can you go into a must-win game with your seventh-round rookie out of Kansas State, Skylar Thompson, hoping to, to get you home against that Jets defense? I, I just... I just don't know. and But, you know, th there are many myriad situations regarding Tua and the fact that, you know, I mean, if the Dolphins declare him healthy and then, you know, the the, the backlash if he gets another concussion, just quite, you know, and uh, 
you want the guy to be healthy and have a happy and healthy life. And if he, God forbid, he gets another concussion and people say they rushed him back and those sorts of things. So there's, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's turning into a nest of vipers having been a, you know, looked like it was something beautiful a, a few weeks ago. I, I know that right now it, it's painful because of the way that's all gone, but there are still, there still feels like there is everything there to be positive for the future kind of hanging slightly uh, on what happens with Tuatunga Vailoa if you know if these concussions become a real long-term issue that's obviously something if it affects his confidence that's something but everything else there feels like it's set up from a coaching perspective a talent perspective you know health was a big issue this year that this should be a team that competes for for the next few years well except that you know they're entering into a cap situation the window is closing you know they've got high you know, high contract players like Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, the, the deal for Bradley Chubb hasn't paid off yet. Emmanuel Ogba has only played a couple of games on a big contract. Um, you know, there are players expecting contracts. Christian Wilkins has had his second monster season uh, and is due a new contract. There is the looming tour contract in terms of, you know, will they, how will they go about paying him in terms of his, will they, will they even give him a fifth season? Um uh, the coaching has been an issue. I think Josh Boyle will get fired. I think Danny Crossman, the special teams coach, will get fired. Like I said just a minute ago, the luster has certainly fallen off Mike McDaniel. And the Dolphins coming into the season had two first-round picks. They had one taken off them uh, along with a third-round pick because of Stephen Ross and the whole Tom Brady-Brian Flores situation. They had one taken, then they lost one with the Bradley Chubb trade. So actually, they have a second-round pick and two third-rounders. And there are questions about the quarterback. You know, is two of the guy? It, it you know, he had a, a monster five-game stretch. Uh, he was very inconsistent during the during December. He hasn't beaten a winning team in December since he came into the league. And the best ability is availability, and he's not available to play. So there are no, you know, a lot of the questions that we had about Tua Tungavalo coming into this season haven't necessarily been answered because we're still going to enter next season thinking. Year four, and we're still not sure he's the guy. So actually, I'm not quite as positive as you are, Will, in terms of that sort of overall outlook. Michael, allow me to be unkind for a moment and say that on the flip side of that game, as much as they have a real chance at the playoffs next weekend and the defence has stood up and across this season, I think, been really well coached, I'm still not sure the New England Patriots are actually a good football team and, and have much opportunity to do anything this coming month. Yeah, it was funny because... Obviously, size going there with Skylar Thompson. And I actually like the Dolphins' chances of making the playoffs. And I don't want to jinx anything over the next few weeks for, for Sai or for Dolphins fans listening to this. For Patriots fans, look, a very, very good win, a very, very good win for them today. And and the deaths of Bailey Zappi coming in on Monday Night Football uh, against was it the Chicago Bears in October, November time seems a long way away now. If they win next week against Buffalo, they have a chance, but Again, you have to ask yourself, they're not. I just find it very, very difficult for them to beat Buffalo next week, regardless of various different factors. I have not been impressed with how, honestly, how angry Mac Jones has been this season. Uh, and I know that's maybe jumping into the whole discourse of Patriots fans and just NFL fans in general, but I think he's he's took a massive step down from last year for me. There was no run game today against the Dolphins either. Um, and when for me, the standout person on the offense is Hunter Henry. He, I think he got, what, 40 or 50 yards maximum today. So their defense got them through today. Um, if they get into the playoffs, and fair play to them if they do, I just don't see them going far. Whereas on the other side of the conference, you look at a team that's been struggling, the Packers, I can see them making a run. So um, I, I think we're in for a massive offseason, especially in the especially in the AFC. I think Bill Belichick has a number of things to address. And I really like what you said there, Sai, about McDaniels. 
I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see Tom Brady play in Miami. It's, it's probably not going to happen, but uh, I'd say we get at least one of us on this call. Very, very excited. About that. <laughs> I, I think there's some really, I don't know what you think, Will, but you know, the, the veteran market in terms of the decision on tour is going to be fascinating because he, at times he has played sensationally this season. There are other times he's been inconsistent. And, you know, when you throw the health question into it as well, that opens up some very interesting questions about some of those veteran quarterbacks, a Derek Carr, a Tom Brady, potentially an Aaron Rodgers. If Brian Gutenkunz and Mark, Mark Murphy decide, if, if Green Bay don't get into the playoffs and they decide to move forward with Jordan Love and build a fairly young roster around Jordan Love. So it'll be fascinating to see what happens with veteran quarterbacks on the market and whether or not they make a move for for one of those guys and or, or whether McDaniel, who's really fought the corner of two are so hard, believes that he can, you know, health being what it is, can can help him help guide the Dolphins to where this roster and the talent on it kind of feels like it should be. But uh, that's a lot of question marks, a lot of question marks. All right, let's turn our attention to some of the other storylines coming out of these games today. And uh, just starting with, I've just seen uh, Vegas lines opening for next weekend when it comes to the NFC seeding race. The Eagles have opened up as 13 and a half point favourites over the New York Giants, who are locked into the sixth seed, have made the postseason. So it sounds like Vegas are expecting the Giants to rest all their starters for next weekend and give the Eagles that route to the one seed, which you'd suggest with the four. 49ers playing the Cardinals and with the Vikings losing today probably leaves us with you know, 49ers second, Vikings third and as uh, horrific of a loss to the Green Bay Packers, Simon, as, as they could have possibly uh, have had in their worst nightmares today. Yeah, I mean, they were just abominable in every single facet. And you've got to give the Packers coaching staff credit because, you know, we were there in London and they were abject in the second half against the Giants and felt like, you know, this season was over even three weeks ago. And all of a sudden, what they've done on offense, but especially what Joe Barry's done on on defense in terms of turning the season around, you know, they were were playing a lot of off-man coverage. They weren't getting Jair Alexander moving around with the best receiver. And and you saw what happens today when you move, you know, up, comfortably a top five corner of the league around with the with a number one wide receiver <clears throat> excuse me alexander played fantastically shut justin jefferson down they've become opportunistic they've been able to get after the quarterback even without rashan gary uh quay walker's playing really well as the rookie's kind of finding his feet there mike i don't know what you think but you know just generally offensively that the, the young receivers have started to start to really sort of find a rhythm with aaron Rodgers. robert tonyan's coming back off the injury the running game still looks good david bakhtiari's able to play they've, they've got mileage out of zach tom the the rookie who's played every position on the line apart from center but it was excellent at left tackle elton jenkins is back healthy and you know they still have some breakdowns on special teams but you know another big day from Keyshawn nixon a, a big kick return touchdown um you know, and I know that the the former Gridiron editor and our, our colleague and friend Matthew Sherry doesn't believe that Green Bay are a threat when they get into the playoffs. But I don't think you'd want to be a team that plays Green Bay because, you know, they have good coaching. They've been there before. They have a great quarterback, a, a really good running game, a solid offensive line. The receivers can play. The defensive line, can they can get home with four. Linebackers are decent. Secondary strong. You know, they've got the pieces to to put a run together. And you're looking for teams at this time of year, Mike, aren't you, that, that do that. And, you know, they're on a run and they win next week against Detroit and they're in the playoffs. Pass your mind back to last year. Uh, I think it was the 19th or I can't remember what day it was in January last year. Um, 
the Eagles were destroyed by Giants fans for tanking against Washington in the last game of the season. Destroyed. WhatsApp groups going crazy. And now the Giants could realistically rest their whole team against the Eagles next week, which is funny. So I I, I look forward to the conversations about this week. Um, the thing that really surprises me is, and you went from talking about the Packers our site, Daniel Jones today was great for, for he was great for the Giants. I I seen reports this morning saying that they're going to offer him and Saquon Barkley long term deals. They just look so confident. And what Brian Dable's done to this Giants team is, it's just you have to give him, if not a pat in the back, surely consideration for Coach of the Year. As it stands, they're facing Minnesota in the first round of the playoffs. That's a really really intriguing matchup because yeah, after seeing what yeah. Look at what Daniel Jones is doing with the with the, with the weapons he's yeah. got around him at, at receiver. I mean, you know, he's not throwing to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. He's throwing to to Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James and Darius Slayton and Marcus Johnson. I mean, you know, the, that is the job that he's done, especially when you consider that Wondell Robinson, that Sterling Shepard, you know, these guys are on injured reserve. He's getting it done. You know, with Daniel Bellinger, the rookie tight end out of San Diego State, that. You know the 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 improvement in Jones, the 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 job that that Brian Dable has done is just is just remarkable. I have to say, I, when you talk about that Packers risk going in, so I mean, if we were to gain this out and say that if what we expect to happen next weekend happens and we end up with you know, Minnesota against the Giants, which then gives the Giants a really good chance, it leaves us with either Cowboys, Bucks, or or obviously there is that chance the Cowboys can sneak in ahead of the Eagles, depending on what happens there. But I think Cowboys, Bucks looks most likely with the way that it's playing out. You know, I'm seeing a couple of divisional teams losing there. And I have to say, like Packers 49ers, it's been, you know, it feels like this game comes around every other January, if not every January. But it has delivered us some great games over the years. And I, a couple of weeks ago, when uh, our friend Ollie Hunter, who does the Gridiron Show with us, who's a Packers fan, was talking about sneaking in, I was joking, you know, death taxes and the 49ers beating the Aaron Rodgers Packers in January. But today did make me for the first time go... Oh, actually, I quite fancy facing somebody else, please. And thank you. Mm. Yeah, I'm not surprised, mate. It's um, I mean, I don't know. I don't. Know. I mean, Mike, what do you think? I just it's 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 a really weird one because for weeks now, I thought the Packers were a team where if they scrape in and they win against the Vikings and then they win in the last week against the Lions, which I don't think is a given after seeing the way the Lions have played no. over the last few weeks, especially in their offense. They've it's almost as if. They've sat over Christmas and they've just found a way to relax a little bit and they've come back from like a mini holiday and they've just found a level. You know, they played against the Dolphins on Christmas Day, get the win in Miami. Not easy to do regardless of the situation there and what they're going through at the moment. And to just utilize like guys that we haven't seen that much all season. Like you mean Robert Tunyon had a good game today. You've got all these, you know, young wide receivers, a defense that put it up to minutes that, that, that put it up to the Vikings today. Justin Jefferson, it took him three and a half quarters to have a catch. It's it's just it's unbelievable after the season that he had. It's the worst game he's had all season. You'd think with that momentum, if they can go in next week against Detroit and find a way not just to win a tight game, but to maybe find a way to I don't know, win fifteen to twenty five points against the Lions, which is very, very unlikely. But if they can have another statement performance like that, everyone's gonna be talking about Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers going into the playoffs. I'd love to see Green Bay against San Francisco again. Yeah. What, Especially with the what, way the Sam problems are tonight. What they've done the last few weeks as well is that they've won games well, i.e. they won, um, you know, they, they won well against, I mean, it was a great victory against the Vikings today, but they've won ugly. 
You know, they beat the Dolphins. That was an ugly performance, but they managed to get over the line when they needed to. They beat the Rams. They just sort of toughed it out. Uh, you know, they've gone home and away to win games. And like I said, you know, in the previous answer, they've just got the, the talent. They've been there before. They've got good players. It's like, you know, you don't want to play Tampa Bay necessarily in the playoffs. Not like the Buccaneers had a great season, but just got players. You know, Brady, Mike Evans was a monster today. You know, Chris Godwin, you know, the, the defensive players, Vita Vea and the linebackers and Winfield and the corners and the coaching. They just, you know, it's... It's just not Green Bay is not a team if you're in the NFC that you, you want to play this season. Doesn't matter if you've played them already, doesn't matter what the record says. It's a tough out to 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 have Green Bay, you know, come into your house in the playoffs in the divisional round when you know that it's Mano E Mano against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Still have a massive monkey on her back as well. Rogers will be reading every receipt for the last two months. If he, if he gets a chance <laughs> to be in the dance, he'll be there. And so will Tom Brady as well, who got there today. So uh, in the AFC, obviously, there's a lot to play out with Monday Night Football and with our game that we've got coming up in, in kind of seven or eight minutes' time here on TalkSport 2 as well because that's going to have a lot to do with the Ravens seeding, the Chargers seeding for who we end up seeing. You know, the Jaguars are in a win-and-in situation next weekend, as are the Titans. That final seed is is such a question mark with, with you know, the Dolphins, Patriots, Steelers all very much in the mix for it. <laughs> The Chiefs winning today in pretty unspectacular fashion against the Broncos, Michael. I mean, you're a Broncos fan. I'm guessing it's probably the the, the most buoyed you've been by a performance, if not by a result, in a while. Where do we start here? I mean, it, it's it's been a really interesting week, and I, I know I spoke to you boys this week about this, but obviously for the, for the Broncos to fire their head coach with two weeks to go in the season is is intriguing to say the least. It's it's shocked me because I thought it would happen either weeks ago or it wouldn't happen at all. And it was it was a bit of a weird game because you thought at one point I think it was it was before the half where Justin Simmons um intercepted was it Mahomes in the end zone and you're thinking, well there's a bit of momentum here. Russell Wilson has do you call a 222 yard one touchdown one interception performance his best game for the Broncos away from, away from mile high this season it's quite bad that you probably have to say that it is and um, the thing that let the Broncos down today for me I think was the run game that that game that they played in mile high where they scored the most points they had all season they really took it to Mahomes and the defense went up one of the best defenses in the league until uh well until they were blown out on Christmas Day I thought that the Broncos would make sure the Chiefs wouldn't cover the spread at like 13 and a half points. And it got to the point, obviously, where it was only three points. You see some signs of positivity there, but I really feel that um, they are a good bit off, especially when like Albert Okawaganam only gets like 45 yards receiving. He's the highest, highest stat in the day. Defense is pushing that team up. And I think it's a, it's a big rebuild in, in course, especially if they can't change the way Russell Wilson plays. But look, sign of a good team, Will, is the Chiefs getting over the line, getting the win and putting the pressure massively now on Josh Allen on Monday night. Is it, Simon, a three-team conference or are there any of that chasing pack you think can give the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals some trouble? I mean, I think they're clearly the class of the conference, but I think you've got to look at some of the Chargers. You know, they're getting healthy at the right time. You know, Mike Williams was excellent today. Keenan Allen's back. Uh, you know, Eckler's playing well defensively. You know, they're getting players healthy. Joey Bosa is back. Um, and, and when you've got a guy like Justin Herbert, you you know, 
you've, you're always going to be in a game. And, and then I think the same about the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're looking for teams at this time of the year that are starting to hit a run of form. You know, Trevor Lawrence is playing at a really, really high level now after really struggling early in the season. He's kind of finally found his way. The receivers, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, um, Evan Ingram playing well. They're getting Travis Etienne the ball and he's scoring touchdowns from all over the place. So I, I certainly wouldn't want to see the Jaguars and the and the Chargers in the playoffs. But I do think that the the quality is with Mahomes and and Burrow and Herb uh, and uh, and Josh Allen. But you know, would either would any of us be surprised if you know the Jacksonville Jaguars ended up in the AFC Championship game or the Chargers ended up in the Super Bowl just like the Bengals did last year i really don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility you know there are i have question marks over Brandon Staley and his coaching but you know like i said sometimes talent just outweighs the coaching and the the Chargers have got a lot of talent I, I was talking with uh, John Jackson, another uh, TalkSport presenter who's a big Jags fan, who was saying to me, like, break it down for him. Who are they most likely to face in the playoffs? I said, well, if you win next weekend, it's going to be a home game. It's you know, likely to be Los Angeles or Baltimore. And as much as I, I'm, you're absolutely right about the Chargers, particularly the defensive side of the ball that's really stepped up over the last five or six weeks and is getting healthier at the same time, Jacksonville at home against certainly the Ravens and maybe the Chargers as well. I'd really fancy them. I uh, I'll, I'll jump in quickly, Simon. This here, I I feel that we're going to see the the Chargers or the Jaguars. One of them is going to pull an upset in the playoffs. I'm not saying get to the championship game, but definitely get to at least one win uh, and upset a team like Baltimore. Um, I think the way that Austin Eckler's playing and the way Justin Herbert's playing in regards to where they were five, six weeks ago is unbelievable. Mike Williams tonight with that one-handed grab, Keenan Allen as well. This team on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, like guys like Van Noy tonight are are really coming into the Jaguars. What Doug Peterson's done is incredible and it makes you think, could, they, could the Jaguars pull a similar upset like we've seen with the Bengals last year a little bit? And that That's the thing though, so- Mike, is that I don't think there is... Like the Bengals, there were those those specific superstar building blocks there. Yeah. And other than Trevor Lawrence, I'm not I'm not convinced the Jaguars have somebody who's gonna like take over a game. They're they're well coached. I think Travis Etienne, I think Travis Etienne could take over yeah. a game. And and look, everybody I, I think everybody was really um dismissive of the contract they gave Christian Kirk. And to be completely fair to Christian Kirk, he's turned in an outstanding season. Uh, you know, I think that the receivers are playing well. I think the line's holding up well. Defensively, they're getting good performances out of key players. The the linebackers are playing well. The, the, um, Tyson Campbell, the kid they drafted out of Georgia, the second round is, you know, one of the sort of underrated young corners in the league. I, I just... I don't know. I just think, and, and Doug Peterson's been there and done it. He's won a Super Bowl shorthanded without Carson Wentz when you know Nick Foles had to step in. They had that magical run against a team that everybody thought you know Brady was going to win another Super Bowl. I I, I wouldn't throw that out with the bathwater either. I just think that you know it, it wouldn't surprise me if they just went on a bit of a tear and shocked somebody in the playoffs because yeah, I mean the Bengals had some building blocks, but. You know, they certainly weren't the finished article. And, you know, you throw in, you know, a Joe Mixon or a Travis Etienne, you throw a, at the time, a T Higgins versus a, you know, a Christian Kirk or a, the, you know, yes, they had Jamar Chase, but I, I think, you know, there are some similarities, certainly. I mean, certainly the, 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 the Jaguars offensive line is better than the Bengals was, for example. And, you know, you look at Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen versus a Sam Hubbard and a Trey Hendrickson in terms of, you know, there's a, you know, Hendrickson's a really good pass rusher, but you know, the Jags know how to get to the quarterback as well. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I think it, you know, it, it should make for a fascinating 
fascinating playoffs. And I, I do think there are a couple of outsider teams, you know, like the Chargers, like the Jags, who might just shock people. One defence who have been absolutely sensational over recent weeks and uh, certainly today look like they, uh, they're they putting their team into pole position as we get ready to head over to Ryan Rackie and Mike Golick here on TalkSport 2 for the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Baltimore Ravens. Is that Steelers defence? Uh, it's it's too simplistic to say that, you know, TJ Watt came back in and that was the difference, but such a catalyst for them. I, I'll come to you each on this, Simon. Who do you fancy going into Sunday Night Football tonight? I, I think that I think the Steelers, they've just got so much to play for. I, you know, it'll be interesting because Roquan Smith has had a real effect on that defense. But, you know, Tyler Huntley struggling to move the ball. It would not surprise me if the Steelers came in and, and shocked the Ravens and, and, and made it interesting for the final week of the season because they can still make the playoffs. What would you reckon, Mike? Is Mike still with us? Michael, are you Sorry, there? gentlemen. I was I, I, I was on mute. <laughs> I was just saying there. I've I've got the Steelers. Actually, I, I actually originally picked the Ravens. I've got the Steelers winning a, a low scoring close game. I think the run game going up against that Ravens run defense will come out on top. Kenny Pickett to have a clean game. Um, twenty one to fourteen victory for the Steelers. It is funny because I was expecting today to go that we would be getting two relatively low scoring tight games and we ended up with a thirty seven thirty four overtime slobber knocker <laughs> to kick off our evening's coverage. So maybe, just maybe we're in for something similar. I'm with you though. I actually fancy something along the lines of I went even lower scoring. I think like, you know, fourteen ten, seventeen thirteen, something along those lines with the Steelers taking it. And this the Ravens, this I uh, this idea of like the momentum of going into the postseason. I know like with the Eagles in recent weeks, they can say without Jalen Hurts, that's one thing. But I just hate the idea of going into the playoffs off the back of kind of three, four losses in the last five or six games. And, and you get the feeling that the Ravens could be heading in in that kind of situation. You know, they know they're there. They've clinched that playoff berth. But uh, I just just hate the idea of having to go on the road having had a rough few weeks going into it, losing a game like this tonight. So I do hope the Ravens turn up. But yeah, even though it's in Baltimore, even though they're one-point favourites, I do fancy the Steelers in this one. Gents, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us. Michael, you can do the uh, honours. Remind everyone where they can find out more from Gridiron. Absolutely. At Gridiron on Twitter, at UK Gridiron on Instagram. The Gridiron magazine is out now. A Dolphin special, as I said. Uh, the Super Bowl special is coming out very soon. Just search Gridiron magazine. 